Remember when Tony was like, Who do you think I am? Don't you know that he was my man? But I chose to let him go, so why do you act like I still care about him? Looking at me like I'm hurt when I'm the one who said I didn't want it to work. Don't you forget I had him first. What you thinking? Stop blaming me. He wasn't man enough for me. If you don't know, now here's your chance. I've already had your man. If you wonder just where he's been. And don't be worried about him, yeah. I think it's time you know the truth. I think he's just the man for you, yeah. And then says... <laughs> What are you thinking? Do you know about us back then? Do you know about your husband? Girlfriend, I'm not thinking about him, but you married him. Do you know I made him leave? Do you know he begged to stay with me? He wasn't man enough for me. Yeah. Levels Wait, is good. Levels is good. <laughs> Ever since that movie came out, uh, directed by the Obamas, some celebrities have been coming out saying they're building doomsday bunkers. So I just came across a video of Rick Ross saying he was going to build a doomsday bunker and make water out of H2O. That's crazy. I, wasn't it Cat Williams? Who just said we can't make no water? One thing you can't make, but we have the recipe too. Is water? I think Cat Williams just—he just said that. Well, I mean, the dude in Detroit. Or I saw like a stand-up. Maybe it was maybe it was old. Why is my mic not standing up? So wait, what Doomsday movie it's by the Obama? Mike got ED. Yeah, do you see it? It's like struggling <laughs> to keep his head up. Oh, it's Cialis. <laughs> Yo, what is going on with my mic? What's the Doomsday movie though? Do you know? Uh, no, I can't recall the name of it. I had to look it up and Google it. Leave the World Behind, a disaster genre film, which Netflix released for streaming on December 28th based on Ruman Alum's 2020 novel. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama present a stark depiction of the U.S. falling into a doomsday type situation. I never heard of this. And I was just interested enough. I've watched the working documentary that Barack Obama is featured in, and he's kind of like narrating on Netflix. I watched it twice <laughs> just recently. But this Doomsday movie, this I, I've never seen this. I've never heard of it. Uh, oh, you sure with Julia to... Roberts? Yeah, this is movie. Oh, you had to hear of this movie. This movie's been like. Hot on social media the past yeah, two weeks. Yeah, okay. Leave the world behind. And if you haven't watched Mahershala it. Ali. Watch it now. Yeah, okay. I feel like I... Did I start it? And I just... I be falling asleep on shit. 
Do you do that? I, oh yeah. I will start anything pretty much <laughs> on yeah. that. If I'm if I'm in that comfortable spot, you know, you find that comfortable yes. spot on the couch. Yes, it's over. It's a wrap. And you wake up, you don't know what day it is, how long you've been asleep. Sleep is the best, though. Sometimes it's the weed coma, and those be good, too. And, uh, <laughs> indeed. Shout out to those. What's up, Hung Up High family? I'm excited to be back. It's been about three weeks. We actually, uh, Nell and I released the last podcast episode here on the Hung Up Podcast on December 31st, I think. So it was last year. So this is the uh, first episode of 2024, Hunger Pod. This is, um, I don't know, episode, I don't this know what number it is. podcast. <laughs> you said it's what? This is an informative podcast. And a society and culture podcast from a black-ass queer perspective. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole. If you are new to the podcast, be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. You can also find Hunk Up Podcasts on social media by searching at Hunk Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And I'm grateful to have back this week my brother and also co-host of the Does That Make Sense podcast, Nell Simmons. Welcome back to the Hunk Up Podcast. Brother. Thank you for dialing in again with me. A beautiful introduction. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. Yes. Thanks for having me. It feels so welcoming to be back. The people enjoy you, so. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I enjoy you. See, I haven't got anything negative in my DM, so I believe I'm doing a good job. But yeah. I got you. Appreciate my, I'm sure it's a lot of screenshotting going on and conversations being had and groups, group chats and things, but you know. One thing I learned about being in this space is that you don't need to know about everything. It's not for you to know about everything. Let the people talk. They ain't saying nothing to me, so I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself and come with uh, whatever is nece- necessary. I do have a question about your intro, though. Yes, sir. Like, now that like I'm a regular, is it still from a, str- a queer perspective? Well, yeah, the Hung Up Podcast okay. is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, because that's just my thing. That's that's my brand. And, you know, because I'm queer identifying, you know, is that's the perspective of the, of the podcast. But what I love about this platform is that I've been able to engage so many people from different walks of life. And usually it's just an interview. So it's a one and done. But with you, I think this is our fifth episode now. So I get what you're saying with the with the title. You like, hold up. Like. What about my perspective? <laughs> you like this ain't no queer perspective. Hunger podcast is a, is a black queer perspective, but nah, not not my guess. You you representing the straight perspective. I tried. To. It'd be cool if we had our own show. I mean, we can always talk about that. But played off of you know me being queer, you being straight, and us tackling culture and society issues, talking about sports. Which we we're it's a lot of what we're gonna do and what we plan to do. We already talked about what we want to do with some of the future episodes. Indeed. So, you know, gotta find a way to. Yeah, I'm really excited. I don't know if it's, I don't know if we're going to. I hope we follow through with it. But you know, life sometimes be lifing. We want to get to a point. Yo, it's where hard we... to get this man on the mic, y'all. <laughs> I think we want to bring y'all some visual. 
So that may be in the works if we continue to to do this. But you know, yeah, it's hard yeah. to get me on a mic. Life, part of another podcast. So try my best to make make our availability work. You know, but twenty twenty four is a new year. I think it's a dope lane. You know, queer perspective, straight. You know, these are the conversations that we really need to be having. And some of them are going to be tough conversations. And who better to have them but me and you? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Two two brothers that just want to bring knowledge and awareness to some of the topics where people don't have any answers. Or it's uncomfortable to discuss and try to make it comfortable because we both got love for each other. So I wouldn't say nothing malicious to hurt you mm-hmm. or to offend you, but I'll explain things like I have in the past from my perspective on and off mic. And it's like we I don't never think we agree to disagree, but I'm just like letting you know, like, bro, I'm I promise you. Nell from the Does That Make Sense podcast, the straight, the black straight perspective. <laughs> like I promise you, some of the things that we be discussing, we just didn't ever cross it, didn't, it never crossed our mind in that way. The streets just be chilling, man. Mm. We be chilling. I th- the, Not, the men, some, some of y'all don't be though. The straight men that secure with their sexuality are chilling. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, and also we're watching my language. How's it been? Oh, I think you're doing well, man. Okay, I think you're doing well. Not you know f- for the listeners. <laughs> no, got some feedback yeah. on. The episodes that we've had together, and one of the feedback, what one of the listeners said, I had a potty mouth. And so, you know, at the end of the day, listen, we don't we don't bend and mold to what people tell us to do because what's what what's not good for one person is not good is good is just fine for the next. But the reason why I took that feedback seriously is because one, I. I do care about what the listeners think one and but two there's some upcoming i'll say some potential upcoming opportunities for me where i will absolutely need to be watching my language Mm -hmm. so here we are um and by the way anyone else that you know has feedback feel free to dm Nell, dm myself speaking of which Nell, drop your social media on Twitter is Nell N E L L underscore G E. And my Instagram is N E four L's and three underscores. So make sure you follow Nell. Feel free to, you know, DM him. And also you can DM the Hungapod at Hungapod H U N G U P P O D. And the show also has a email box, uh, Hungapod at gmail.com. So. We talked about how this is the first episode of 2024. Speaking of 2024, Happy New Year, all of that. How has 2024 been to you? I just want to do a quick check-in with you. How are you? Oh, 2024 has been well. I'll say that. It, there has been some surprises, um, some goal setting, some expectations. Uh Work is always crazy for me, but 2024 is good. You know, I'm watching my son grow up in real time. Uh, my little sisters, they growing up. My brothers are growing up. So just to actually like 
to take a step back and look at people and see how they grow is just uh, phenomenal. But so 2024 has started off uh, well, though. How about you? Anything? Well, before I get into mine, what are you what are you looking forward to? What's one thing that you're looking forward to for 2024? Shout out to Caden because I know he is just growing, 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 and I know it's it has to be like I, I can't imagine that feeling being a father. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a it's a dope feeling. It's a worrisome feeling. I was about to say, you know, we hear about that side a lot. The good stuff. But what about the, you know, the, the bad side? Like, we, we're really in a crazy world. And it's so much happening. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot happening, bro. And it's a lot to worry about, if especially if you choose to worry, right? Yeah. If you How should. do you balance all that as a, as a parent? Because you have to lead that example. And you don't want your child to be... You want to protect and shield them. It could be, I imagine, World World 3 going on outside. Mm-hmm. You would want to protect your child Absolutely. as much as possible and, and make sure that they were shielded away from all of that. Absolutely. It's hard, right? Because you want to shield them from it, but then again, you want to expose them to it. Because you got to figure out how to navigate this when I'm not around. Mm. Mm. Like the world is so much different for those folks that look like us. We're not all given the same grace. You know, like, and my son is articulate. He's light. He has light eyes. Not to say that the the, the colorism thing is a real thing in the black community. It is, no. But it is. No, it is. not saying. even in the, right. You're absolutely right. In the black community, absolutely. But just in the world, um, lighter hues. Yeah, the lighter you are, the better you're treated, and it's crazy. I've experienced, and the more you're valued. Yes, it's it's not just the treatment, but it's the 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 value of your life, bro. Like, sad. I got, I have stories for days surrounding that, but you know, it's like um, just letting him know, like some people just don't like you, and you don't have to be upset about that. Just okay, you don't like me. Life goes on. There's a reason that y'all two didn't get together or y'all two don't want to play on the playground together. So it's just a lot to navigate. Like like kids, sickness, um, fights. Like you worry, like going to school. Like there's so many school shootings and like it was crazy. He was in first grade last year and he's like, yo, did you have to deal with this when you was in school? And I'm like, no. I never even thought about it. So for your child to see that, like, damn, am I sending them to school? My, me even doing the right thing as a parent, right? Sending them to school. Am I stressing him out? Right. Am I exposing him to more stressors? Yeah. Right. Like the stress, the, balance, the pressure. Right. I hear you say, like, it's a balance because overprotecting your child is, to me, is almost like setting them up because they going to get out here in the real world and be, it's yeah. going to be a wrap. <laughs> They're not used to it. They're not used to hearing no. Not man. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Well, fuck it. Fuck your ideas. Mm-hmm. Like 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 you shield them. You try to uplift them. But I will say, at the same time, because I know that's happening. I'm not that parent. I'm not. I'm not going to protect you. I'm going to tell you how it is. And I hope I'm doing the right thing, right? Because like nobody has a rule book. So it's like my son will draw something, and like 
I feel like he can draw. So if it's not up to what I think his standard is, I'd be like, I think you can do better than that. Yeah. That's not your best work. Not always telling him he's the best and that he's great. Yeah. But then when I say that and he draws me something else, I'm like, oh, now this is it. Yeah. Like, I want to be real with you. Like, this is not your best work. So I'm saying you can do better. Yeah. I just don't want to shut you down. But, oh, that's, that's trash. Hey, I think you can you can do a little better with that. Him. Yeah, I want to encourage you. Yeah. So... It's a it's a tough it's a parenting is tough to navigate. Like I told you before, I don't know if I spend enough time. I'm podcasting, I'm officiating, I'm going to work, but I'm making sure like when we locked in, we locked in. Bro, let me tell you, and for y'all listening, let me tell you, this man is always with his child. Nell is just that type of father where he wants to be there all the time. Yeah. Bro, I def- I feel guilty at times because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm trying to maneuver so much. And you know, I'm sure there are parents out there that can relate to that. Yeah, I think all of us can. You know, my dad, my dad will say something like, um, so I'll express it to him. And he said, uh, you know, one day he'll thank you for it. But then I'm like, will he? Like, what if he was upset that I only stayed at this basketball game or school play for a half hour? Like, what if I just couldn't even make it? Yeah. Like, I do try to prioritize his schedule, but sometimes it's hard. Like, when I find out things last minute, like, oh. He having something to his school, and I'm like, it's, it's what time is it? It's, it's Wednesday at, at noon. Well, it's Tuesday at nine nine p.m. Like, how can I maneuver my schedule just to get there to show that I'm being supportive? So it's definitely tough. I don't know. Like I seen Buster Rhymes say, uh, he missed his son high school graduation, but he was like, you know, I threw him a party, and you know, I had rappers come and, and perform. But it's like, okay, that's dope. I had a great time, but you'll never it was be the able moment. to. Yeah. You'll never be able to yeah. see me go through this graduation. Like, sometimes in life, you don't get a, re- a reset, but. Speaking of which, I want to shout out, you know, this past week, I came across a TikTok that went viral. My name is Dan, and I'm a stand-in dad, and I've got a group called Stand-In Pride, where we connect members of the LGBTQ plus community with other members and allies for emotional support or to physically stand in at life events, such as weddings or graduations. We've got dads, like me, that would be thrilled to walk you down the aisle. We've got moms that would want to be there when you say yes to the dress or whatever you choose to wear. We've got grandparents, siblings, cousins, uncles, aunts, you name it. We've got members around the world in more than 70 countries, and they've all come together for one purpose, and that is to stand in the gap, fill in that void left by unaffirming family. You are loved, my dear. It's an organization called Stand in Pride, and what they do is like they will pull up to graduations, weddings, any type of event that you're basically having. And if you want people to like be there to support you, they will pull up, pull up and support you. So I don't know. That just made me think of that. So I just wanted to yeah. shout, shout, shout them out. Cause I thought that was like really cool. That is dope. But sometimes I wonder like, why do we, I know life happens, but like, why is this the thing? Like where are your folks at? The people that say they rock with you. Why they not did the support? Yeah. Well, I mean, Think about a graduation. If you just came out, you're 17, you just came out to your parents and they're like, we ain't rocking with that. So now you don't got your parents showing up to your high school graduation, you know, or your prom. But, you know, getting married. That's something that, you know, is a is a conversation that we have in, in the queer community often. We see we watch our friends get married and everyone kind of show up for them. 
everybody you can't help but to think like who will show up for me for my wedding and some of us already know we know our parents are not coming (laughs) so you're already kind of trying to reimagine what that looks like for you so that's crazy because it's one thing to have not be able to come at all but to have the option to come and you don't come I mean, I lived it, but that is sick. Like, I haven't. Now, and it's not just crazy. a queer thing. No. Like, parents don't be showing up for all kinds. Like, they kids Listen, in general. My mom is my high school graduation. So, so many of us can relate to that. It's not. It's not a you know a gay thing or a queer thing. So, but I'm talking to the point where you have to hire or send out an email to some random people Standard to have pride. good intentions. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing what that kind of support mm-hmm. would do for a person. And the fact that there's such a successful organization goes to show how much value that brings to the people that are reaching out to them for, for whatever, you know, can y'all pull up and show up to, you know, <laughs> my party, my birthday, you know, I don't want to be alone. Like whatever, whatever they do. So check them out, stand in pride. And let's go ahead and move into our first topic. So this first topic is more so about like relationships, dating, sexual interactions. So this comes from a tweet that I saw um, at Jess X Henry. What's up, Henry? That has been on the show. He retweeted someone who had made a tweet that said, how y'all feel about this? This is from at I am... D-E-E-V-O-N-N said, how y'all feel about this? And he basically screenshot a text conversation, which looks to me of like a hookup. Like you coming over, da-da-da-da, like the start of a conversation. And so it looked like to me that they had made a decision like, all right, yeah, I'm coming. And then one person said, oh, let me ask this question since we on the topic. And the question was, are you only effing me? And the response was, boy, you ask me this every time. Why? And then they said, I know that you averse, which is a sexual position. And I just need to be real right now. I'm only messing with you. I'm, I'm not messing with other people. I just need to know. Because I would definitely tell you if I was, like, having sex with other people. And the person responded said, well, I'm not, but I feel like you shouldn't be asking me because we're not together. I don't ask you about your personal life. And then they was like, nigga, we had sex raw. So, yes, I'm asking you, are you having sex with someone else just to be safe? I don't give a F. If you are, I'm just making sure I'm safe. Because if you, what did they say? Because if was I coming, just going to say I think we should wear condoms. Oh, if you was, I was just going to say I think we should just wear condoms. And so they didn't answer the question. They just came back and said, that's cool. <laughs> I don't have a problem wearing a condom. Similar. Do you have one now? Because again, I'm like, this is... They're already planning. Like, this is the hookup conversation. So they're like, do you have one now? And the response was, yeah, I do. 
But then they came back. If you not having sex with anyone, we don't have to. But if you are, I think we should. So they're coming back and saying, but if you're not having sex with someone else, even though I asked you, you didn't answer my question, but I'm coming back and I'm letting you know, if you're not having sex with no one else, we don't have to wear the condom. Mm-hmm. And then the person responds and says, if you're going to keep asking and feeling paranoid after we have sex, because obviously they have had sex multiple times or at least once time before, mm-hmm. then we need to wear one. And the response was, boy, just just come on and get this. Like, come on. What are your thoughts around, because this is, to me, this is coming off as casual dating. Yeah, definitely casual. When it comes to, even though this is obviously like two guys talking, it doesn't matter. We we all date, we all have sex. When it comes to casual dating, what are the rules? And I know you're not casually dating now, but when you were, and you know, what, what do your homeboys talk about? What, I want to get that perspective. What are the rules? When it comes to sex and dating and and condoms. And do you feel like you have a responsibility to tell that person if you're having sex with other people? Well, Eric, that's a loaded question and I have a loaded answer for you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, people don't talk about it. I don't think people talk about it as much as like people let on. Like, I'm going from experience. I don't think any of my homies have, like, we come together all the time. Like, we don't talk about a, uh, you hitting that raw or, like, if the homies don't talk about the sexual experiences. We talk about them, but it ain't like, yo, we coming together on More Monday. More like a boast. Like, yo, yeah. I hit that pussy. I got that pussy. Ah. Yeah, like, you know, and then y'all or, on to the next day. Yeah. But. I don't know. I think uh, growing up, I think we were discussing what we, it was more like, yo, we was checking other homies to make sure that they wear condoms. Like, especially during college. Like, I remember one night. Uh, you was what? Say that again? Yo, if you going to have relations with Shorty, strap it up. Like, we would talk about stuff like that. And then if it was like, I get, unfor- this is how straight men, straight men minds work. If she was bad, like sexually looking, you might not wear one that night. So wait, pause. Yeah. Because she looks good. Yeah. Because she's bad. Yeah. You probably wouldn't mind feeling how that feel. Oh. Yeah. You okay. might not mind just, you know, raw dogging it tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Living life on the edge. Yeah. You know? No, that's real. But you know, as I progress, I ain't gonna hold you. I asked. Like, yo, you got paperwork? Let me see it. Like when I was cat, let me see that. And it and it ain't on the first the first attempt or the first time we had relations, but if we like kind of making this a regular thing, I'm gonna ask, like, yo, like, like how you how we doing this? Cause you didn't you didn't ask like to remove the condom. I'm not. But like, what else you doing? Like that's kind of where my feeling is. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking it shouldn't be nothing wrong especially if we if it's been a consistent thing or ongoing thing Mm -hmm. and we're having unprotected sex but i will say this though i think regardless of what the person's reaction is or response regardless if you ask them or you don't because like you said in the beginning a lot of times we don't even have these conversations yeah we don't we just what time what time you need me to be there yeah loving period on, on my way outside beep beep door Who got the keys to the jeep mm. 
we pulling up. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I'll see you next time. If there's a next time, but I'll see you next time. Yeah, y'all say wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, too? <laughs> I, just, I just pulled that out. <laughs> okay. I thought y'all was say wham, bam, thank you, boy, or so, but all right. <laughs> you funny. Gender wars. <laughs> we need like a buzzer or something. I wish I had one of those like boards where I could just do sound effects and just like hit it. You know what I'm saying? Anybody listening? You know what I'm talking about. Like some podcasters have it. Just boom, sound effect. Maybe we need to get one if we're gonna be doing this all the time. My operation is very simple. You know, I've I buy plugins <laughs> for the program that I use to edit my shows. So that's how I'm able to get like my my sound very crisp and and do all the things that I would yeah, I like I to do lie. with my episodes. This thing is crisp. And these mics, I'm telling you, I, I got these a few years ago. The AT, wait. No free promo, yeah. I mean, <laughs> these are podcast microphones. I got them off of No free promo. Amazon. So, but again, I was just saying, regardless of what their response is, when you ask them for their papers or if they even give you their papers, because like in this situation, <laughs> he didn't get the answers. Yeah. He didn't get the papers. But he said, come on over anyway. and get this ass, yeah. though. Okay? So, like, I mean, come on, y'all. So, but anyway, <laughs> regardless of what the response is, I think we have to put our health first and put ourselves first. So I just really appreciated Henry's response. Henry quote tweeted and said, I feel that even beyond agreements or commitments that you should be getting tested every three months utilizing ART, PrEP, DoxyPep condoms, and or harm reduction tactics. After that, know that only you are responsible for your sexual health. Trust only yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you only wearing condoms all the time, then there's probably no need for you to have this conversation. Wait, say that again? Like, trust yourself, protect yourself. If you are out here taking all the precautions, there's probably no reason to have that conversation. Hey, are we doing this with anybody else? I see what you're like, saying. Like, no, I'm going in here super safe. I'm going to prep where uh, yeah. condom, we ain't, we ain't doing no oral. I might kiss you on your neck, like, not your lips. <laughs> like, you know. Right on the neck. Yeah, like a little done. third grade drum. <laughs> yeah. I might, you know, I'm only kissing on non-kissable <laughs> body parts. You know what I mean? A big old kiss on the neck and be done. Uh-huh. Right behind your ear or something like like a big ass kiss, <laughs> and you gonna be wanting some more, and you gonna be like, nope, that's it, yeah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> that is no so tongue funny action, to me. nothing. But you know, I do see where there are some benefits in asking because it's a conversation, right? Allow space for a safe conversation about our bodies and our health because we 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 having sex. Yeah. <laughs> It also allows you to gauge a little bit more about that person because just like in this exchange with this tweet, that person, like, you were able to gauge some things about this individual. Yeah, of course. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, because uh, one thing's for sure that I gauge is that this is not a person, like, if y'all having sex, let it be that. This person is, I, it just, it didn't seem like they were interested in giving them anything else. Nope. You can get a condom. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing you can get. <laughs> Do you have one now? Because you're not getting no, I'm not even answering your question. Do you have forward. one? I'm, I'm kind of dancing around it. 
Do you want you want this dick or not? Yeah. You got one because it seemed like you want you want to wear you want me to wear one. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that was some deflecting ass shit. That I'm looking at. Did he not like <laughs> <laughs> Heisman? Like get away from me. <laughs> like yo, the green bubble, the the gray bubbles was was going. Yeah, like bro, this. That was Y'all probably hear my dog tip tapping towing in the background, like in Miss Netta's videos on TikTok. You always hear her dog. Like, he's so happy right now. And he just like ran down the hallway. What are you happy about? I don't know. But also, like, shout out. Happy birthday to my dog, Tristan. He just turned 16 on Monday. And my little man is out here. He's brought me so much joy. And despite <laughs> his elder age, he really has a young spirit. A lot of people, especially when I'm walking him, they assume that he's a puppy. Tristan is still moving, oftentimes quicker than what his his body can <laughs> respond, react to. So I do see him aging, um, also especially in his eyes. But that's my nigga. I love that guy. I love that guy. That's what's up. Happy birthday, Tristan. Happy birthday, Tristan. I was listening to, I think this was a TikTok that I came across. Okay. And the guy was talking about back in the day. He referenced back in the day. But he was talking about like 15, 20 years ago, right? (laughs) (laughs) 15 years ago. So like for me, that's almost like 15, 20, 20, let's say 20 years ago. That was 2003. I was just graduating high school right mm-hmm. <laughs> are we are we in back in the day era already now yeah dog. 20 years yeah. is that what defines back in the day yeah 20 i think years? Anything, anything over 10 is back in the day oh come on now hung up hung up family i need y'all to tap in on this one bro what anything defines back over 10 anything over 10 10 years a day de- yo back in the day it's a decade what is that though, bro? 10, 10 to 20. You mean to tell me 20 years, if I'm 20 years old at 10, that was back in the day? Yes. If I'm, you were 10. If I'm 30, if I'm 30 when I was 20, that was back in the day. Yes, bro. Oh my God. Music has changed. I'm not gonna let you stress me. Clothing has this. changed. Popping now, we'll places that go that. have changed. Now so, that that's that's a read so because you gotta stitch so it. much like with, especially with technology, social media, ten years, that's like a whole new world almost. Ten years ago, we just had a cell phone. Five years ago, <laughs> another no, twenty years ago, we just got cell phones. Right? Be careful. Yeah, twenty years ago we just got cell phones. Mm-hmm. Ten years we FaceTiming. What's next? Mm-hmm. AI. And we A- we we here now, right? So ten years from now, what's ten years so, ago? We had Redbox. Now what you watching? Wow. Netflix. Y'all remember going? I remember the Redboxes at the supermarket right outside or the gas station. Listen, mm. side of the CVS. Netflix killed everything. <laughs> Said, give me that. Give me that. Chris Brown. Give me that. <laughs> we popping. Like, Yo, yeah, so but remember it was that ten years. Yes, yes I do. I, I enjoy that era of Chris Brown, the music. Anyway, not not the antics. <laughs> Got to clarify. Yeah, child, <laughs> what's wrong with y'all niggas? Y'all here wilding. So ten years, I'm still gagging. So he was he was referring, like I said, it was fifteen twenty. 
that he was referring to. You said, oh, yeah, that's definitely back in the day. Okay, so 20 years, if that's back in the day, give me a song now that takes you, that you feel like is a song, when you hear it, you're like, oh, this is the jam from back in the day. <laughs> said jam, look at that. That's a back in the day word. Oh. <laughs> jam? What are you waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning with BC on? <laughs> Ooh, y'all, y'all know them infomercials I'm talking Wait. about. From back in the day. <laughs> Not Nell just proved his point. Exactly. But for Cause me, I said jam. I guess yeah. No one says jams anymore. No. So a song, it's not a jam. It's a bop. Yeah. Right? Or is bop over? No, I think bop might even be. Over. I don't know what they calling it these days. The fact that we even having this conversation is blowing my mind. <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> and those of y'all that are young, laughing, making your jokes, know that your time is limited with your jokes. Okay. Yeah. Because we're all getting older. Every single day, every day that you wake up, you're getting older and you will be blessed to actually age. Aging is a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. So many people don't get that opportunity to do it. Not at all. But like fine wine, I get better with time. Just throw that out there. But uh, for me, DMX, how's it going down? (laughs) It just reminds me of a, a cool summer up North Philadelphia. It 54, 11, size 7, oh, the girls. Yeah, it gives what? very much that that vibe. It does. In the skit, in the beginning, we all know the skit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that skit, she only was sleep when she answered when he answered the phone. Who dick you sucking? Don't call me with that bullshit, all right? You said she was what? Shorty was dead asleep when you she answered that phone. You can hear it in her voice, but according to him, she had a dick in her throat. Soon as she, she <laughs> soon as she heard that, she said, "I'm like, what? Like as soon as she heard that, it was it was on. Yeah, I, I'm up now, bro. What time was it when you found this out? And who did you find the out from? That Yo, you're shorty uptown doing her thing. That sounded like a two o'clock in the morning call. For, yeah, for sure, for, for sure. What but time back, would you say it was when that phone? No, was it was like, it was definitely two thirty. It was it was two thirty. Yeah, cause she had it was in the throat. It was like down in the bottom, in the back of the yeah. throat. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> sound like a crib key. Hello. She she it was Sunday night too, and she had to work in the morning. You know she a nurse. She a CNA, so she got to get up like at five. Yo. Get there by seven. Yeah, she's tight. She's tight. She's tight. You know she, she woke up. She had her bonnet on. You know she probably changed her number after that. He, he would never contact her again. See, so like for me, when I thought about the question, song from back in the day, or or song that's you know that remind that takes me to back in the day, I went to sounds of blackness, optimistic, y'all. See, that's like childhood. So where I guess a lot of folks measure back in the day by decades, you know, like we just talked about, or years. For me, it's more so it's just childhood. To me, that's back in the day. No matter who you are, no matter what year we're in, none to me, none of that matters. We all have a lifespan. And our and, and our lifespans are different. The number of years that we're here on this earth is different for everybody. It's just for me, it's just a matter of adulthood, childhood. That, so, so for me, back in the day, 
you know, I, my song was Sounds of Blackness, Optimistic. Because when I hear that song and I still play it, I actually like a lot of songs by Sounds of Blackness. Hold On, A Chain is going to come in. Soul Holidays. A lot of us know Soul Holidays. I believe. So those are the songs that my mother would be playing in the car and in the house when she was cleaning and cooking when I was a kid. And so for me, that's back in the day. So... Yeah, um, play something for the people because I don't even know what song you're talking about right you, now. Uh, you, when you hear this, I'll play a little quick snippet. But when you hear this, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, yes. Hey. Black Anthem. Hey. So yeah. Holidays. So yes. Holiday. Yo, you know where that just took me, though? Let me go. Holiday. This is like the Black Christmas song. I guess. You might be right. Bro. Yes. But Sounds you know, of blackness. You know where that first one took me? Where did that first one take you? Because that's their that's one of their most popular songs, Optimistic. New York cover and living single. Ooh. Again, something that if someone said back in the day. I would say something like that. I would reference "Living Single." Again, another iconic intro. See, back back then, we in the '90s, we we had the intros like "Living Single" yeah. with the saxophone and the sure doing the yeah doing the like, dancing. Oh, that was so New York, so New York, so black, yeah. and something that will just—it's like a stain. Like we'll never forget something like that. Absolutely not. Mm. For your young ones, look that up on Hulu or something. Hung up family, what do y'all feel like is back in the day? Is it 10 years? Is it 20? Is it 30? Is it 40? Or do you feel like what I described? Back in the day, it's just childhood. Whatever your childhood was. Drop back a comment. <laughs> if you're a Spotify listener, you can actually leave uh like a question or something like they have a little thing where you can like leave your how do you feel about the you know it says how do you feel about this podcast episode and you can respond so what do you guys think leave a, leave a response yeah leave it we're gonna read it next week <laughs> you know what else what i don't even know who sing the song but everybody's gonna know it back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore Ooh. yes but sometimes I said and wish we was. Yes. So maybe that's it. Back in the day. They say, wait, who they is give, that though? I can't think. Oh, so wait, that's Ahmad Lewis, y'all. And it's the remix. We had to search for that one. This is what you're talking about. Indeed. But maybe that's the definition right there. He just gave it to us. Back ah, did y'all hear that? Repeat that now. I said, maybe that's the definition right there. He just gave it to us. Back it's the definition the that Eric gave y'all too. But go ahead and repeat it. <laughs> go ahead and repeat it now. What did he say? Back in the days when I was young, I'm, I'm not, not a kid, kid anymore. anymore. So that's all I'm that's saying, back y'all. Back in the day was. Back in the day is just when you was a kid. But I want to hear from y'all. What, what do y'all think? Drop a comment. We're going to step into a sports update segment from Nell Simmons, brought to you in part by the Does That Make Sense podcast. We, because I want, I feel, I, I told Nell before we started recording, I said, you know, our last four episodes have been great and I love the conversation and the topics, but I felt the topics were very 
hung up podcast flavor. Like it's the stuff that I would be talking about on a podcast. Okay. And I want to value your energy and your space and you taking the time out to be here. It's not to say that I haven't been, but I want to like carve out a space for you to show up whenever we do these podcasts. Like I said, you are, but I want you to bring Nell to the show and maybe you can teach me some things and some of the podcast listeners some things. So what, what, what you got for us this week? What sports update we have? Uh, look at look at look at Hunger Podcast leaning into the toxic heteronormativity. But listen, Nell actually is a sports enthusiast. <laughs> we talked about on the show already that you are an official. Yes, and you've been doing this for a while. Is one of your passions. One so, passions. what you got for us this week, now? So let's see. The most traumatic thing happens in these parts. The Philadelphia Eagles have lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, so the season is over. So this was Sunday night. Yeah, last Sunday night. So the, no, but last Monday night. Last they played Monday. on Monday. So yeah, the city is uh in shambles right now, and we depend on our sixes to pick us up. So wait, it's over. Yeah, football. What you mean? All right, so you play like the regular season, and then you go into the tournament mode. Mm-hmm. So which is called the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So in the playoffs, you lose is one and done. You lose, you go home. Your okay. season's over. Pack it up. Go to. Maui, you on vacation now. And so they lost against Tampa. Yeah, don't report to work on Monday. Do you remember what the score was? It was like <laughs> don't 30. report to yeah. work on Monday. It, 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 was a, it was a lot so little. We don't need to bring that up. But we lost, you know. <laughs> yeah, when, when, I, when the Eagles lose, I don't watch ESPN. It was a sting like that. It yeah. was bad. Because, like, the season is over. Like, your football team is no longer in it. So do, do people just stop watching? Some people do. Or, like, okay. they might not be as committed. Like I know for the next few Sundays, I'm sure people have more than I'm one free. team. No, I didn't. No, you you can really? like another team, but not but you, like you. Okay, no, that makes like sense. you you know you I could want y'all to win. Like y'all playing the Cowboys, something like right, I want to see y'all do good. But you want to go hard for yeah one team. Yeah, I got you bleed you. green over here. I know that's right. Yeah, so that 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 is uh one of the things. So when will we see the Eagles again? Not August. Until... August, gotcha. mid July, OTAs. The next season starts. Yeah, next season starts. You know, gotcha. start get that rumbling around June. That's when the draft is. How does that impact the coaches? Oh, some people definitely getting fired. Really? Yeah. Gotcha. Yo, being a anywhere in the sports realm, like your job is dependent on production, mm. like end results. Somebody gotta lose. Yeah, something. But it's 50-50. I, okay, we can lose today, but don't let this losing continue to happen. Cause I'm gonna move away from you. Yeah. It, sports is sports is the second biggest business after medicine. Think about that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Sex, drugs, and the ball. But you know, people. Yeah, it's people into it. Like yeah. College coaches are dependent on young adults, kids 16, 17, 18, coming from their home to a new place to keep that coach employed. Like, you got to perform. The same expectations you have of me to lead you to the promised land, I'm putting on you. You're responsible for my livelihood. You win, I get a check. We lose, I might be out next. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. But another news, so you have the Buffalo Bills. And everybody know it's been snowing up snowing here on the East Coast. So Eric, I wanna I wanna I want your opinion on this. Instead of the owner of the Buffalo Bills paying contractors to come remove the snow from the stadium, 
the Buffalo Bills owner has reached out to Buffalo Bills fans in the area and say, hey, if you want to, come down here with a shovel, help remove the snow, $20 an hour, free coffee, and maybe donuts. Hmm. I did see that picture earlier today. It was a long line. It was a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I guess my first thought was, is this not an insurance concern? What if someone throws their back out while shoveling? They probably had them sign some type of uh, Yeah, definitely had them sign some type of waiver. waiver. Like, yeah, you're under here on your own intent. You're going to take this $20 an hour and get get the hell out of here. Yeah. So how do you, your question is, how do I feel? Yeah. What do you think about that? How do you feel about it? Because I have, I have mixed opinions. I mean, my God, $20 an hour. There were a lot of people in that line. Was that really cheaper? I guess that's one question I have. Was that really cheaper than just paying a contractor, like you said, to come out and remove the snow? Possibly. Okay. So let's say that's true. It was cheaper to pay fans who volunteered to come out and shovel the snow. Well, I mean, the key word is volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> like, you made that decision. <laughs> you said, yeah, I want to go out and I want to shovel the snow. I want to help. And these are probably, like you said, these are fans. So these are committed fans. They love and we know how committed we see the commitment, whether teams win or lose. We see the the emotional responses. We see the commitment. We see the the tickets being you know, the the games, we, we, I know it's not cheap. Not at all. <laughs> On one hand, I really don't like that. I feel like, no, you're a professional entity. You need to pay the contractors to come out. On the other hand, it was volunteered. So if one person showed up and that's all, you know what I'm saying? That would have been just it. But they all showed up. And that was dope. They gave me, they, they did what they had to do. They got their bread. You know, it's probably memory for them. Yeah, to shovel the stadium of the team that they that they love and admire. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were taking all kind of pictures, all kind of TikToks were made, viral moments. What are your thoughts, though? So, and would you have gone as an Eagles fan? And I'm an Eagles fan too. I but not not like that. I wouldn't have gone, but I'm not a diehard fan who you know watches every game, and I'll never put myself in that category. But would you have done something like that? What do you think about it? So we're, let's work backwards. What what I had went out there, I doubt it. Me and the snow don't get along. I can't be outside in the cold too long. You got enough to do where you live. Yeah, so I'm cool. My son would have to be older and say, hey, I want to experience this. Okay, so if your son was like, oh, dad, this would be a cool thing to yeah. do. Which I'm sure is probably what some of the yeah. situations. My son, were. my yeah. son would be the only person that can get me out there. That's one. How do I feel about it? I'm. I have mixed feelings. I do agree with you when they said they probably could have hired a contractor, but if it was cheaper, that's the route to go. But the for me, the line was so long. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people out there, in my mind. I said to myself, is the economy that messed up? 
where like you may have a full time job, but yo, an extra twenty dollars and I can use a PTO day to still get paid. Let me go down there and shovel snow for five hours. Yeah. Twelve. I'm sure a lot of people like did see it as a come up too. Yeah. yeah. Like, but what like if twenty dollars an hour? Yeah. What if I was unemployed? Like, yo, twenty dollars an hour real quick. I, I enjoy I enjoy shoveling snow anyway. Yeah. And just the I I keep going back to the the essence of the moment and how people are going to use that for social media. Mm-hmm. The essence of the moment. And then I'm like, at the same time, do people love the team that much? Where they just want to do it. Like, oh, this, like you said, this is my team. Oh, yeah. You but, got you have faithful fans out here that would probably have done it for free. Yeah, did it absolutely for free. And like that's part of their story. Like, yo, I shovel snow for my team and they won a Super Bowl. Like, I feel like I'm a part of that. People look for that stuff. But for the for the most part, I was just thinking, like, yo, people need to do that money. Like something, a slow grind is better than no grind. <laughs> what? <laughs> a slow grind is better than no grind. Let me fix my mic. Hold on. <laughs> you got these old head OG. <laughs> like what? All right, no. You got anything else for us this week? Yeah. Let's talk about the Josh Giddy situation. Josh Giddy. Eric goes to Google. Yes. Josh Giddy is a basketball player for the Oklahoma City Thunder who allegations came to the light that he was dealing with an underage a underage girl. Oh, I think I've seen this on Twitter. Josh Giddy. There we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's this? CBS Sports reports Josh Giddy will not face charges yes. after allegations of an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Josh Giddy will not face police charges following allegations of his having had an appropriate relationship with a minor announced in a statement on Wednesday, quote, after thorough and an exhaustive examination, we have completed our investigation into the information that was circulating on social media. Involving Josh Giddy. our detectives have reviewed all of the available information and we are unable to cooperate any criminal activity related to Mr. Giddy. Now, people are in an uproar about it that I've seen on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to feel about it Mm -hmm. because there were so many rumors that came out it's like almost not a setup but he wasn't he shouldn't have been found guilty there were photos and videos circulating the internet indicating that they was at like a 21 and over spot when he met her or like when they was together. Mm-hmm. So if we had a 21 and over, that's the only way you can get in and I meet you, what must I assume? You're a 21. Mm-hmm. They carded you. You went here, you drinking alcohol. I go home with you. We have relations. And three weeks later, I find out you 16. Is that, you see what I'm saying? Like, is that mm-hmm. on him? And mind you, I haven't seen this young lady. But is that on him? Like, am I 100% liable here? It is an unfortunate situation where a lot of men find Hold themselves. Hold on, let me stop you real quick. When I say I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying it in third person. Is okay. that right? 
I think I get yeah. what you're saying. I'm not putting myself not in that. you personally, yeah, but, but you're I'm just speaking from speaking Josh from, from their perspective yeah. or somebody in that situation's perspective right, to take right. it off him. So let's okay, hold on. Let's break the scenario down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm at a party. Put at put party. me in the situation. Right. You you in a club? Mm-hmm. It's 21 only to get in. To get in, they're carting. They're carting at the door. Mm-hmm. Pat downs. Mm-hmm. Little flashy light to make sure the ID is right. Mm-hmm. Well, now they like slide them through some type of like reader. <laughs> they just watch it. They know every move, but they put it through the reader and come back. You legit, you in there. Mm-hmm. You drinking. I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. We vibing. We go to the crib. Well, hold on. I think at some point. At some point, what? I guess we, you don't ask the age if you assuming. The person, I think if you if you look young, and I don't know how the girl looks. Yeah, I don't know either. But I don't know. I don't know what to say. Cause this this is this is a tough one. It is tough. Because I don't because the thing is like in situations where I've been out, bars and talking to people, if you even for me, if you looked young. I would ask you how old you are. You would? Yeah. 21. 21, 21. I'm here in the club. I'm 21. And so, and that's where I was going before. If you tell me you're 21 and I take that at face value and we go home and we have sex, I think it's an unfortunate situation that men find themselves in because some young women do lie about their age um, when they want to engage with with grown-ass men. I was just listening to a true crime podcast, and they were talking about... They, they had an episode where an underage individual got involved with a grown man, and it, it, it didn't turn out well. It was actually... Um, so shout-out to Sisters Who Kill podcast. They talked about... It was him. Merle, remember Merlin Santana? He was an actor from back in the day. He, yeah. He was murdered by, same thing, same scenario that you just described. He met a girl. She said she was older than what she was. They ended up having a, situ, a situation. You can see her picture right there. Okay. And she, But she was underage, and she, she ended up getting him set up, unfortunately, and his life was taken. Mm. She, she lied about, she knew some gang members. Um, when Merlin told her, like, he broke it off with her, basically, like, nah, you was just, that was a one and done. Like, I don't want to see you no more. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> and she went back, and she knew some gang members, and she basically told them, oh, Merlin tried to assault me, like, sexually assault me. And they was like, oh, hell no. And they took his life. Mm. And it wasn't even true. But in that episode, The Sisters Who Killed, the epi- the, the podcast host, they, they talked about that. They said it's unfortunate that men oftentimes can find themselves in these situations where the woman that they're, well, that they're assuming isn't a, a woman is really a young girl that yeah. they're interacting with is really younger than what, what, what they're saying. Yeah, and you know what? Let me even clarify. Mm-hmm. Josh Gritty will not face criminal charges related to allegations that he dated an underage girl. Police said Giddy, 21 was allegedly involved with a relationship with a girl who was 15 or 16 at the time. But yeah. Oh, right. So he was never charged. Not even charged. Got you. Right, right. And I did read that too. Right. 
There's that. There's not enough evidence to corroborate the story. So, like, does life go on, or he part of cancel culture because the accusation even happened? Thank you, Nell, for that sports update. Feel free to write in at hungapod at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments for Nell, any suggestions for his sports segment. Let me know. So the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is this. I want to get your reaction to this video that I saw on Twitter this week with Tank talking about how he performs in terms of giving it, what Anita Baker say, the best that she got for the ladies, but also for the fellas. Okay, so this is the video. Do you see this nigga with his Jordan on? (laughs) Let us think know that he can get everything that he's talking about. Everything that he talking about. Do you see that size 14 Jordan, bro, up in the air? Fan. <laughs> so someone, someone was like, yo, and then they and then this video. Are y'all trying to like saying trying like to maintain some type of masculinity yeah. while look, I'm on this saying if you sisters don't turn up look, while I'm in here right now, I came to see y'all. And they said, yeah. <laughs> and it was at that moment that they understood, like, I have no judgment yeah. for you in your lifestyle. I only have love for you as a human being. Yeah. Right. You also are the reason why I'm able to feed my family. Right. Mm. So I love you for that. And I'm right. going to entertain the same way I would entertain on any stage, whether it's a bunch of girls in the front row or a bunch of guys in the front row. Okay, so you heard it from Tank. He said, whether it's a bunch of ladies in the front row with their titties out, and heels on and legs shining all up. <laughs> he said, whether it's a bunch of ladies in the front looking good like that, or whether it's a bunch of niggas in the front with their size 14 <laughs> Jordans oh, up in the air no. <laughs> saying, come get this Bucci cat. <laughs> no. Yo. Hey, Tank, don't let him throw no boxes up there, Tank. <laughs> right, Tank, be careful because the, the oh, girls man. will do it. The girls will do it. So what what is your reaction to those videos. Yo, Tank is hilarious, first off. <laughs> but, yo, Letty, he don't care. Another person that's secure with <laughs> sexuality, yo. He told y'all, he's like, I'm here to perform, so my show ain't going to change. <laughs> like, but I need you to feed, I need to feed all this energy, too. So, like, if y'all going to be all scared to be who y'all are, like, don't come on no more shows. Don't, don't like, come up with that, bullsh- that bullshit. Yeah. He's like, nah, be you. Be you. Is women here too? I'm performing mm-hmm. for people. That's Tank, though. Tank, you keep messing with us, Tank. And we, Tank. That's Tank, though. You keep messing with us. I met Tank eons ago when I was still in Maryland. That man, beautiful as he is, he was shorter than me. <laughs> I'll Real never rat. forget that. Real rat? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo, Tank, I thought you was like 6'5". Let me Google this. Yeah, look up. No, don't look it up. Tank, listen, let Tank be tall. He has to be. I bet you it's shorter than 5'9". Watch this, y'all. Because I just, I remember him being shorter than me. Was that Cisco? No, that was Tank. Tank, this is Tank 5'9". They lying. (laughs) They gave him him a few more inches. They lying. It's crazy. They gave him a few more inches, y'all. Oh, man. I'm 5'9". Maybe he was. 
Man, I just want to say in Google how tall certain celebrities. <laughs> yeah, because you'll be shocked how like people's actual height and person, celebrity or not, even with me, people assume I'm tall based on like my pictures and I, I guess my presence on social media. Mm-hmm. And then they meet me and I'm, hey. <laughs> but nah, shout out to Tank. I think it's cool. My reaction to the video, I was I was chuckling when he. The second video, when he said, if y'all sissies don't turn up, I was like, oh, shit, wait. <laughs> now he calling us out like that. <laughs> it was a moment. It was a little gag. It was like, hold up. Like, pause. Okay. Like, <laughs> did he just said, call I know us y'all here. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. It was just funny. And, you you know, it didn't come off as a, you know, nothing like nasty or an attack. And clearly Tank is here for, for the girls and here for the community and will give us a show and that's what we want tank and artists know any artist can tell you the queer community shows up we show up we buy the tickets we're going to wear the outfits we're going to promote your music you know other i'm not saying that other people outside the community don't but i'm just talking about us when you pour into us all i'm saying is we pour back and tank obviously acknowledges that he feels that and he appreciates that so we appreciate you tank i'm hung up look at that (laughs) gender wars all right well that is it for this week i appreciate everyone listening to the hung up podcast again if you're new to the podcast go on over to apple Podcasts and or spotify and drop a review let me know how you feel about the show i want to thank Nell, Nell Simmons from the Does That Make Sense podcast. Thank you for stopping through again this week, Nell. Let the people know where they can find you on social media. First, thank you for having me. Hey. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, if you're looking for me on a gram, it's N-E-4-L's and two underscores. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's N-E-L-L underscore G-E. If you're looking for me. (laughs) Ain't hard to find. Right. You can find me on Twitter. Ain't no if you looking for me. You can find me right there. You know, that's send right. me a DM. Let me know you following. Appreciate hey. you. And watch your mouth. Watch Behave. your mouth. Behave. Hey, don't, don't come in here with that nonsense, man. It's all love. Come in here with that nonsense. It's all love. It's, it's all, all love. love. I'm going to give you two warning messages. Oh, you're going to get two. Yeah, I'm going to get right with you. Because one is enough. Yeah, sometimes you people don't people don't uh people some people mm, I can't even say that some people dyslexic the, so they ain't read it right. They it's the grace. Down. It's the grace and the mercy. Okay. All right, y'all. Thank you again for listening. This um has been a great episode, and I appreciate you now. I'm Eric Cole, host and producer of the Hung Up Podcast. You can find the Hung Up Podcast on social media or your favorite podcast platform by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. Thank you all for listening. This has been great. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. (laughs) Peace, y'all.